0: So nido has posted till she reconnects, what does it mean to you when she says God is all and all is God? Oh hi Puja. Jayanti says, I am God. Everyone please let us know what do you what does it mean to you when um you think of I say God is all, and all is God. That's beautiful. Okay, light and love. And Dr. Radha, nothing is separate from the divine.
1: Thank you so much, Nishri. I only heard divine, but if it says, if anybody has to say divine, like, it'll only be amazing. Okay. So in my desire to figure out how to do this on the phone, I... Couldn't figure out how to do chat, but I'm sure it'll work out. Shall I read the comments to you? Yes, definitely. Thank you. Okay, cool.
0: Janti has said, I am God. And Kailash has said, light and love. Dr. Rada has said, nothing is separate from the divine. Deborah has said, I am, then I am. Jennifer says, a voice in my head says not true. Mona says, there is no separation between us, everything, and God.
1: Nice. And Tell me there
0: something, are some- my lovely. Yeah, go. Yeah, the rest are um, loads of hellos and welcomes
1: to you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And here's to me figuring out chat. Here's to new things. Here's to transforming how an instant tele seminar call is done. But like I said right at the very beginning, every time you have an entry exit, it is a portal and it's a portal to transformation. And today is not just Neptune direct. Right? It's Saturday. It's Gita Jayanti, which is today was the day the Gita was birthed. Today is also Ekadashi, and Ekadashi is another very powerful day for cleansing, clearing, purifying, and in general, returning to the understanding of spirituality, of spirits and spirituality. So when I say God is all, and and all is God, tell me, what is your biggest grasp with God? Like Jennifer mentioned this about her mother, and I think somebody else before the... Connection timed out. I think mentioned something about their eyes. I'm so glad you're here for your eyes because today is above the eye sight. I'll get there, but first tell me what is your biggest browser? Did, did
0: you mention you're on your phone? Do I see what on my phone? Are you on your phone? Usually the chat yes. is at the bot- right at the
1: bottom of the screen. I am at the end of the page. Oh, okay. And...
0: Karen has said, pure, unconditional love all around. Drupthi has said, we all are God. Gwen says, separation
1: is an illusion. But what is your biggest grouse with God? You all are right about all of this, but is it a reality in your Everything you're
0: Your voice is slightly breaking. Oh, one second, is this a few people are also writing in Neville's voices cutting off, not understanding voices going in and out. How is it now? It it is better than before. Great. And right. Dr. Rada has wrote, grouse is why he makes me do a lot of run around. Jennifer is asking, you mean complaint? Mona has yes. said, that I have been abandoned by God.
1: Superb. Superb. What else? What is the other grouse with God? So I'm going to bring this. I'm going to bring this into one sentence, and I'm so sad that I cannot read the chat directly. You can leave now. You can leave now. You can leave now. I'm going to sum this up in one sentence. So I'm going to sum up spirituality and the spirituality crisis, the spirituality challenge, the difficulty in understanding God is all and all is God, and what that has to do with our eyes now. The biggest battle in all of humanity, 99% of Bollywood is based on this battle, and as as is a huge part of Hollywood as well, is the battle between good and bad. Is the battle between what we understand as divine and what we understand as devil. Yes, I have been abandoned by God. Some badness has come in here. You've moved away from a goodness? And I'm going Jennifer, to take it for granted if, Yeah, go ahead.
0: Jennifer has said, he's never there, not really. Malvika has said, constant test. Puja has said, why does he test the good people so much? Wilma has said, he's not listening. And Jennifer said, he's not real, really, only in our
1: imagination and wishes. Superb, all of it, including he's not real. Excellent. But does everybody get this? This battle of life in the good and the bad? The light versus dark, day versus night. That our crisis comes here. When we look at the good, it feels good. When we look at the bad, we feel bad. When bad things happen to good people, we wonder, is there a God? What is this God is all and all is God? Where is God? Why are people suffering? Why do children get molested? Why is there war in parts of our world? Why are women raped? Why are banks robbed? Whatever is the existential angst that shows up for all of us at some point in our lives and definitely in this week, in the coming week as well, the fact is that it boils down to the good versus bad, dark versus light, and purity versus non-purity. Yes, I'm taking it for granted everybody is saying yes. Your challenge right now is that you're not able to wrap your head around both of these coexisting. That either everything be good, everybody be treated fairly, everybody be treated well. And by the way, who has ever experienced that in their life? If you're a giver, then you end up getting taken from. If you are a taker, you end up living in the fear of constantly being taken from. We understand life in these dichotomies. We understand life in the schizophrenia of either this or that. And much as all of us would love, love, love to have a constant high of feeling happy, joyful, receiving pleasure, feeling good. The fact is that bad things do happen. And I'm going to digress for a moment. Because somebody did ask, why do bad things happen to good people? And why do bad things happen to good people? Again, an imbalance because good things also happen to good people. And bad things also happen to bad people. God is all and all is God has to do with how you see in the beginning of the with Lord Arjun, saying, I can't do this, don't ask me to do this. I cannot, I cannot kill my family. And at the end, standing, taking his bow and arrow and saying, I know what has to be done, let's go. This where he understood, he got the truth, he saw it differently. Neptune is the ocean, the ocean of notions, the ocean of consciousness, the ocean of everything. When you see an ocean, so sorry, my lovely, I have a sip of water. Please join me, everybody. Cheers. In an ocean, we have High tide, low tide, and we also have stillness in the ocean. We have marine life on top. Oh, so sorry, madam. Give me one. And done. The ocean has life underneath. Life above, which is ships, yachts, boats, the ocean carries everything. It carries the beautiful dolphin, it carries the shark, it carries the jellyfish, it carries Nemo. The ocean of notions, the ocean of consciousness, the ocean of mermaids, the ocean of sunken treasure in Neptune retrograde. The bottom of the ocean. And what's at the bottom of the ocean? It depends. You could have a beautiful bottom of the ocean. You could have garbage at the bottom of the ocean. Close your eyes, everybody. What is showing at the bottom of your ocean? How are you seeing the bottom of your ocean? By the way, the bottom of your ocean was already obvious to you in this last week. Whether it was something with your mother, whether it was something with your eyes, whether it was something with your health, whether it was something with an emotion, the bottom of the ocean was very clear to you this week. You may not have known that it's the bottom of the ocean because in Neptune retrograde, the bottom comes on top. When he goes direct, what is on top starts to go back to the bottom, but it takes a little while, which is why today, using the power of Ekadashi, Gita Jayanti, Saturday, Neptune direct, we're going to make sure we're walking through the portal of transformation with whatever it is that we are seeing. What is at the bottom of your ocean? What did you see? And many thanks for all the decrees done so far, including, I can't see chats, you can leave now, because I can see chats now. I found a solution. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I can't get off the bottom. Jennifer says, I'm drowning. Beautiful sparkling sunlight place of paradise. Clean, empty space, no disturbances, soft yielding. Attire, gold, a forgotten love, sand and greenery with little lavender flowers, and rotten, very interesting, rotten iron anchor. And rotten irons are all about unresolved grief that have now turned sour and bitter at whatever it is that you were grieving about, darkness. Red and golden light, and Jennifer says, death. You know another word for transformation is death? In tarot especially, the death card is the harbinger of transformation, where death is seen as an ending, and you need an ending before you will have a new beginning. It is only in the loss of an old flame will you look at a new flame. It is only in the loss of an old job will you look for a new job it is only in the loss that you will find a way to bring in the transformation into your life is this transformation easy no but he never said it would be he only said it would be worth it with the decrease our transformation times our transformation processing are much much quicker but at no point Can I say that it will be a piece of cake, although there are points in transformation because night and day, joy and sorrow, dark and light, good and bad, they always come together. So every day is not a bad day, even if you are going through the dark night of the soul. There are some days, there are moments of peace. Every day is not some days, is not where you're losing things you are also receiving. We're also getting. God is all and all is God is the understanding that good or bad, light or dark, right or wrong, night or day, it is all spiritual. It is all divine. The embracing of the good with the bad, that's your spiritual wealth. That's your spiritual health. When we are not able to have this embrace, when we are not able to see that this is really us forming our own separation, that this should not happen to my mother. And I get it, Jen. I think it was Jennifer who said that, that my mother has spent her whole life being in service. And therefore, and therefore, where's the reward for her? I don't get it. And Jennifer. Maybe her reward is not for you to see right now. It doesn't mean the reward will not come. It has to. Suffering, reward. Work, reward. Happiness, sorrow. Happiness, sorrow, happiness, sorrow, happiness, sorrow. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. In the healing journey, the good starts becoming more than the bad. But it doesn't mean that the bad will not happen. It doesn't mean that no family member will now ever fall ill or die. It doesn't mean that you will not make poor choices. It doesn't mean that you will not have delays while connecting to a call. It does not mean that everything will fall into place. All is God and God is all. Meaning the spirituality of the badness, the goodness of the badness, the badness of the goodness both coexist. You know, we, we love our categories, right? I am a Scorpio. I'm a, I'm a Pisces. I'm a number four. I'm an Enneagram nine. I, I don't think Enneagrams have nines, but I am a, I, I am a hero archetype. We love our categories. We love the, this is narcissist. This is sociopath. This is psychopath. This is HSP, HSP, being, being highly sensitive. Person, this is empath, but the fact is that in every single one of us, all of it exists. The empath shadow is the sociopath, the sociopath shadow is the empath. The empath shadow is also narcissist, and narcissist shadow is also empath. Everything coexists, and it is this separation within us. Between the right and wrong and the good and bad and the light and dark and the black and the white, this is where our suffering intensifies. I want to give you a story I always give. It is usually when somebody has asked the question, why do bad things happen to good people? And Jennifer, let me give you this story for your story as well. And I'm going to come back to everything you will have seen at the bottom of the ocean. And the story is how... There was this hunter and this hunter wanted to... he wanted to get a hundred ducklings, egrets, swans. These swans, the swan mother and father, and these hundred baby eggs were on top of a huge tree. He found a way around it. He found a burning net that he was going to make this gigantic net. He was going to set it on fire and he was going to throw it over the tree when the swan mother and father would not be there so that he could get those hundred eggs and sell them and have money for his family. And he did that. And the swan mother and father came back, but they couldn't get through to their babies because the net was fiery, hot and inflamed at various points. The hunter got the eggs. Cut to Mahabharat. Where at the end of the Mahabharata the war is done, the good brothers have won, the bad brothers have not. They have died, some some of their lives were spared, but the cousins and the cousins by the way total hundred. And their father, Dhritarashtra, asked Lord Arjun, and he said, Where is the justice in this? There is nobody to rule my kingdom now. There is nobody to hold my hand. There is nobody who understands my grief. There is nobody now. My lineage will die here. And Lord Krishna tells him about that hunter. Dhritarashtra was born blind. When he married Gandhari, Gandhari chose to put a blindfold over her eyes in her loyalty to the husband. And so, both of them were blind. One out of choice, one was born blind. And Lord Krishna told him, you were that hunter. The way that God is all and all is God works is in the cosmic order of the universe. Can anybody give me one word for the cosmic order for the universe? And I have to I have to admit, this is a tough question. But think, what is the one word for the cosmic order of the universe? And what do I mean by cosmic order? The sun rises, the sun sets, the seasons turn, we are born, we live, we have fun, we eat chocolate, we don't eat chocolate, we get a cold, we recover from the cold, we get married, things happen, We die, the universe moves on. There is a cosmic order that maintains all of this. Can you give me one word for this cosmic order? Anybody? Excellent, excellent. Little moon, Karen says karma. Vilma says divine. Mona says love, mwah, 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 universal. Go ahead, give me another word for karma because they both come together. They both work together. You cannot have karma without dharma dharma is rightful action not righteous action i know i am right what i am saying is right i know better than you because i am on this healing journey no it is rightful action all of us know that violence is not a good thing but can you say that to a soldier who is guarding your your frontiers can you say that To a surgeon with a knife in his hand about to operate on your family member. There is always a little bit of black in the white, always a little bit of white in the black. Dharma is about taking the goodest action in that moment. Dharma is the cosmic order of the universe. How do you see Dharma? You cannot see Dharma unless you have understood the good and the bad and your own understanding of good and bad. Like, violence is condoned for the soldier. That soldier is harming, that soldier is killing. There is no karma for him to do that. There is no karma attached to this because this is his duty. Karma, dharma, duty. When Lord Arjun stood up at the end of that hour and he said, I know what has to be done. My heart is not heavy anymore. When he understood, he understood not just his love for family, but that there is a dharma and a duty that he must take on the bad ones that you take on the evil. This entire war, the the Mahabharata itself came from cheating, betrayal, humiliation, insults, where Yudhishthira's wife was disrobed in public, in court, where Yudhishthira lost, Everything, including his wife, which is why she was humiliated. And she was humiliated on a day of her period. And we understood the power of periods at that time. Women did not step out of their safe, resting space. They spent time with other women. They rested. And she was made to step out and she was made to show up in court. The way this war began itself was evil. It was bad. At no point can you think that it was good. And yet, there were points of goodness in what took place. The war against good and bad is the story of the Mahabharata. But you have to understand that what you might be thinking as bad may not be bad, and what you're thinking as good may not be good. Who wants to take on, or who wants to take on the battle with family? Jennifer, you are in another kind of battle with family. You are in the battle to say, my mother deserves better. My mother has been a good person. And just by the way, the reward of suffering is only when you can suffer quietly. Is only when you recognize that all is God and God is all. Then your suffering doesn't feel like suffering at all. Because the surrender is 100%. In the ocean of consciousness, in the ocean of notions, the biggest notion that rules our life is the notion of good and bad, black and white, light and dark, right and wrong. Whatever it is that you have seen at the bottom of the ocean, is your life reflecting this? It is the bottom of your ocean in seeing the gold, in seeing the... In seeing the in seeing lots of gold coins, fish, blue water, old old ships, clear water with golden sands. Is your life clear water with golden sands? Or did you just see your superconscious? Because that's the bottom of the ocean. By the way, here's how the ocean is. First layer of ocean, consciousness. As in I'm so sorry. Conscious. You can see, you can see there's a ship. If the dolphin doesn't jump out of the ocean, you don't know the dolphin is underneath. If you're swimming, you have a sense of how the cold the water is, how clean the water is, how good you're feeling. Conscious, subconscious, much, much below. Much, much below, and which is actually the last part of the subconscious, the unconscious. And underneath and through and all around the superconscious. All is God and God is all. Is Mother Teresa more divine than Osama bin Laden? Tell me. Is your mother more divine, Jennifer? Then the hunter. Then you all have not understood. Because everybody has said yes, Dr. Radha has said no. God is all and all is God. Let me use another word for God. What word would you like? Truth, consciousness, awareness, love, divinity. You see the segregation that you have made between the good and bad. And I'm not saying that you look at the bad and say it is good. I am saying that you do not think of it as not spiritual or divine. Your spiritual health, which becomes your physical health, when you have this separation, I should always be good. I should always give. I should always be in service. I should always be selfless. How is that working out? Who's tired of the giving? Who's resentful being asked to give more? Who's being taken for granted here? Have you not been good? Because only good people get taken for granted. Uh, when when you have people who are not very good, who are not easy, who are not easy about giving, who don't care, who don't share, these are the last people you take for granted. The good people get taken for granted. How many of you are being taken for granted? How does it work? On Facebook over the last couple of days, I shared the story of P, and how P went from this absolute utter realization that she is a bad person. She's not. Because she wanted to stop giving to her family. She wanted to stop meeting them. She wanted to stop giving them money. So she thought she was a bad person and yet what took place in the understanding receiving, accepting, embracing of the badness is that she found healthy boundaries. In every good, a little bit of bad or how you understand bad is a good thing. In every bad, however you understand bad, you will see a good thing. Bad things have happened to us. When did you begin your healing journey? Did you just show up? Or did you show up because a bad thing happened? And on the healing journey, have you not made strides? Have you not discovered more about yourself? Have you not developed a deeper connection with you and those around you? Have you not found other ways to help humanity? Who brought you to the healing journey? Was it the good or was it the bad? Osama bin Laden is as divine as Mother Teresa. That tyrant who's ruined your life, who you can't forgive, you can't forget, and who haunts you because you wish you could have left, you wish you could have said something, you wish you had said something. Those tragic stories, those wounds of loss, rejection, betrayal, cheating, control manipulation, criticism, judgment, all of those bad things, right? What did they bring you? Are you here because something good happened in your life? And Mona says, being judged as a bad person by my family has been the theme for last year, more specifically the last month. Excellent. Excellent. More specifically the last month. Neptune, bottom of the ocean, showing you how you believe this. You are stricken. You are grief-stricken. You are right now, Lord Arjuna, in the beginning of the Gita. You are sitting and you are saying, I can't do this. I can't go on like this. Don't ask me to do this. And yet, when you understand that only those who have been judged can judge and only those who feel terrible can make you feel terrible, that only those who have been made to feel bad become bad, And God is all, and all is God. And when you embrace both, you will fight the good fight. How does one explain Lord Arjuna killing Bhishma? Bhishma was the wisest one of his age. He was second to Lord Krishna. Not much is spoken of Lord Bhishma, but he was the enlightened one. He was given a boon by the gods. He was so powerful that you can choose the day you die. In the Mahabharata, Lord Arjuna was 60 years old. Lord Krishna was 62 years old. Bhishma, and look, we don't say Lord for Bhishma. Bhishma Ji was 120 years old. How do you justify this young man in comparison to him? Killing him. But Bhishmaji chose that day and on a bed of arrows he lay. And even then he said, ask me your last wish. And Lord Arjuna said, teach me everything you know. And till his last breath, Bhishmaji gave. Bhishmaji was the man who, when his father fell in love, and his father was very sad and upset because his first wife had died, Bhishmaji's mother had died. And when he found somebody he loved, their family, the girl's family said, but you already have a son. What is the point of my daughter marrying you? Because even if she has children, they will not get onto the throne. And Bhishma Ji made a wow. It's called a terrible wow of Bhishma. And he said, I will, I renounce the throne for my father's happiness. And they said, but you could still get married. And when you get married, you could have children. Who may not renounce the throne. And so Bhishma Ji in his youth took a vow of celibacy. That's who he was. And Lord Arjuna faced him where Bhishma Ji was part of the bad, evil group. But when you understand this between good and bad, And you understand dharma and how that is the cosmic order. Because one of the things that Lord Krishna says to him in the middle of the Gita, he says, it doesn't matter whether you will do this or not. They must die in this war. And one way or the other, dharma will play out. You know, it's that thing we steal. It's, it's a grocer giving you, giving you a hundred instead of a ten. And you think he doesn't know? Nobody else is saying I'm going to put it in my pocket. Dharma sees. Dharma is always playing out in our lives. At the bottom of the ocean, our badness, madness, insanity, animal parts live. Each and every one of us have had a time where we have. Purposely, knowing this will hurt someone, said something. Please tell me if any of y'all have not done this. Who has not done this? Beautiful Jyanti. Beautiful, I have done. Mona says, I have done. I have done. It is rare. Consume me with guilt, but I have done. I know the power of words. There is nobody here who has a child, did not steal something. Did not take something. By the way, children are supposed to take, but there is nobody here who didn't grab something. There is nobody here who has not had that moment of absolute disregard for others and being totally consumed by our own needs. There is no one here. What do you do with this part of you? Is that not part of your divinity or is this now something else? And by the way, if God is all and all is God and the universe is all, where do you put your badness if it's not in the divinity? Is there something apart from divinity that you know that I don't? God is all and all is God. Truth is all and truth is all. Consciousness is all and all is consciousness. The reason that God does not, cannot judge is because God has no separation of good and bad because God is the creator. There is night and day which is part of dharma. Your good and bad is part of dharma. But how you see will change everything. And thank you so much to Neptune. Thank you so much. Neptunian blessing. How are your eyes right now? How have your eyes been in the last two days? Because you have seen a lot, my lovely. Whether you're being able to articulate it, whether you're aware of it, y'all have seen a lot. Mona has seen it in the last one month. Y'all have definitely seen a lot in the last one week. How are your eyes right now? And absolutely, and somebody said, I have done to what I just said before this, but was trying to save myself. For sure. How many of us keeping anger as protection? How many of us keeping passive aggression as protection? How many of us keeping sarcasm as protection? How many of us in the habit of saying, oh, but I just said that as a joke. How many of us in the habit of making snide remarks? How many of us in the habit of thinking we are more right than the other person? Karma, dharma, trust, faith, surrender, humility, gratitude, forgiveness, they all work together. But they begin with this understanding of good versus bad, right versus wrong, light versus dark, black versus white. Mona says, my eyes have been quite challenged this past week. Now it feels clearer. Fantastic, because the truth will always set you free. When I ask you to check your ocean now, tell me what are you seeing? The bottom of the ocean. Kailash says, my eyes were blurry, brighter today. Excellent." You're all going to leave this call with sharper, brighter, clearer, energized eyes. And look, it's already happening because something is getting clearer for you. When you get clear, your eyes get clear. When your liver gets clear of anger, your eyes get clear. When your spleen gets clear of rejection and the wounds of rejection, your eyes get clear. When your head gets clear of conflict and confusion, your eyes get clear. When your belly gets clear of the things it's refusing to digest, your eyes get clear. You will see better. You're already seeing better. Look around your room. Isn't there more light? And how is there more light? Because the truth is light. The truth is light, is God, is consciousness, is awareness, is love, is divine. And God is all and all is God, which means for my badness, and my wrongness and all the ways I have learned my badness and wrongness, there is some truth to it. When somebody says that you are... What has somebody said to you? Okay, you're a bad person. There is some truth to that if you have a trigger. When somebody says you are judgmental and you have a trigger, It's because there's some truth to that. So when you accept that truth, because truth is God, is light, is love, is divine, and God is all, and all is God, you will be free of it. I want to tell you one secret, my darling. And I know on our many calls, I have mentioned, what is the single most pursuit, biggest pursuit of all humanity? And while you tell me what that is, I'm going to read out. Jayanti says, bottom of the ocean is all blue, purple, lots of beautiful shells. Dr. Radha says, fishes, aquatic plants, air bubbles, it's not empty anymore. Mona says, I'm seeing some light under the ocean. The unconscious is the darkest part of us. It is now having light. The superconscious is the most light of us. Maximum light, minimum light, somewhere in between we live. Is one more divine than the other? No. Is one less divine than the other? No. God is all. All is God. Truth is all. All is truth. Divine is all. All is divine. And Dr. Radha says, pursuit of unconditional happiness. Thank you so much, my love. This is the answer to the question. The biggest pursuit of humanity, the roads to that happiness is different for all of us. And at every point, Every stage in our life, ch- child, adolescent, young adults, older adults, older adults, perimenopausal adults, and senior adults, the pursuit stays, but the roads change. It could be money. It could be love. It could be living your dream life. It could be the house. It could be the car. It could be moving to a mountain. The pursuit of happiness, and I'm going to give you the secret to happiness, my lovely. The secret to happiness is, can anybody tell me the secret to happiness? There are many secrets, right? Chocolate is a secret to happiness. Children are a secret to happiness. Smelling a rose is the secret to happiness. Looking at a star is a secret to happiness. So what is the biggest secret to happiness? Like if you know the secret, you will... Not only have more happiness, but you will be able to sustain the happiness longer. Can anybody tell me? And by the way, the the bottoms of our oceans is just sparkling up. It's sparkling up. It's becoming goldener, whiter, brighter, lighter, brighter. Connection with God. Excellent, Liz. Because what I'm about to tell you cannot happen without that connection. Superb. Superb. What else? Peace of mind. How do you have peace of mind? How do you get peace of mind? When I'm happy, I will be peaceful. When I'm peaceful, I will be happy. Do your work. Don't expect. Superb. Superb. I love this. No attachment. No attachment. How do you have no attachment? But if there's, there's, a, there's something is key in that. Attachment, expectations. Acceptance of what is, absolutely, definitely will bring you peace of mind and happiness. And acceptance of what is cannot happen without a connection to God. Today's call is about that connection, that connection to that divinity, how you see, how you understand your spiritual health, which is your spiritual wealth and which will reflect in your physical health and your physical wealth as well. The one who knows the truth is the richest of all. No undue attachment, just love, don't overdo, unconditional love. Okay, my lovelies, I'm going to give you the secret to happiness. And the secret to happiness is freedom. Think about it for a moment while I have some water. You'll also have some with me. Where is your suffering coming from? Please tell me. You are not free of something. I am not free of this attachment. I am not free of chasing the results. I am not free of making choices only around money. I am not free from my tyrannical mother. I am not free from my tyrannical father. I am not free from my limiting, controlling, manipulative family. I am not free to make my own choices because when you have the freedom, you have the power to choose what you want. And that, my lovelies, is happiness. Freedom, independence. You cannot be happy when you are dependent on something or someone because something or someone will always find a way to limit you. Freedom is limitlessness. In freedom, you do not make choices based on, I have, to, I have to not wear this short dress because I am not safe in my city. I dare not talk to my partner about how much money I'm making because then something bad will happen. I dare not let my family know what it is I am up to because they will definitely want to judge, criticize and pull me down. Freedom is the key. When you are free, you are free of limitations. The Gita says there is only one reason for suffering. Only one. And suffering comes from limitations. The whole understanding of God is truth and truth is all and all is God, and all is truth, and all is love, and all is divine, is that you were never limited. You suffer because you think you are bound. The Gita tells us, you were never bound. That is the illusion, delusion you live with. Again, Neptune, ocean of notions. And illusions and delusions are part of our notion. How many of us have not automatically assumed that a certain person will not give us something that we ask for? How many of us have not assumed that a situation will go a certain way or not go a certain way? How many of us have not assumed, presumed 99% of our day and life? Freedom is your key. Repeat after me. I embrace my bondages. See what happens in the body. I embrace my tired eyes. I embrace my limitations. Why I embrace, why this decree? And by the way, the decree is I embrace my. Why this? When you do not get that all is divine and all is love and love is all and divine is all and God is all and all is God, you create a separation between what you think is good and what you think is bad. So illness becomes bad. And we live under such constricting circumstances that we also think that resting is bad, relaxing is bad, that we should only be working, that we should continuously 24 by 7, 475, like I've increased the number of days in a year. We should only be running, 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 moving, 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 working, working, working. Like it's bad, right? How many of us have judged the days we were tired? I have lost track of how many people have posted in my various groups. I'm tired, I'm exhausted, give me a decree. Because it became a wrongness, right? It became a badness. So, this separation when you have with what you understand as wrong and what you understand as bad and what you understand as good and right and correct, when I say I embrace my, there is no separation. In my connection with all that is taking place, I am free from the bondages of what that wrongness, badness, illusion, delusion is taking place. And Karen says relief. Why is there relief? Because you are not fighting the bad fight anymore. You have illness, you have disease, you have fought the bad fight. Nobody who fights the good fight does not recover. Because it's not that you don't get wounded in the good fight. You do. Not that you don't get hurt. You do. To walk away from someone you love but who won't love you back is a good fight. Does it hurt? For sure. Does it destroy you for a few days? For sure. But what? What is the beginning of transformation? The beginning of transformation is the hurt, the pain, the loss, the wound. Nobody is here because good things happened in your life. We are all here because good things didn't happen in our life. I embrace my unconscious. Say it with me, have water. I embrace my badness. I embrace my separation. I embrace my limitations. I embrace my fractures. I embrace my fragmentation. I embrace my mind. I embrace my heart. I embrace my body. I embrace my soul. I embrace my unhappiness. I embrace my angry eyes. I embrace my hot eyes. I embrace my heavy eyes. I embrace my exhausted eyes. Am I audible? Will somebody let me know? Oh, thank you so much, Deborah. Thank you so much. For a moment there, I thought energy is built up so much. It's falling. Back to the eyes. I embrace my tired eyes. What is the word to describe your eyes right now? And eyes, how you see is how you describe. How you see is how you believe. How you see is how you know. So I see. However you are describing your eyes, That is you. I sight. I spy with my little eye. I see. Therefore, I know. I see. Therefore, I believe. Although, I believe. Therefore, I see. Give me the objective for your eyes. How are your eyes right now? Maybe one eye is better than the other. I embrace my imbalanced eyesight. I embrace my weak eyes, I embrace my weak eyesight. I embrace my blurry eyesight, I embrace my blurry eyes. I embrace my scared eyes. I embrace my different sized eyes which means, Jayanti, either you will be fixating a lot on some badness or you will be fixating a lot on some goodness, but you will be fixating somewhere. I embrace my weakened eyesight. I embrace my I embrace my dry eyes, I embrace my strained eyes. I embrace my puffed eyes. I embrace my blind eyes. I embrace my blind-sightedness. I embrace my blind sidedness. I embrace it all. Have some water and have a full glass, my lovelies. And tell me, how are your eyes now? Unconditional love, what is your name? I will call you unconditional love, but what is your other name? It says, embrace sounds like a crutch. As in the word itself, or do you feel like saying it sounds like a crutch? And that would reveal quite a few judgments and how strongly you would like to hold on to your definitions of right and wrong. But go ahead, tell me, when I'm saying it, is it sounding like crutch? I embrace my confused eyes. I embrace my conflicted eyes. I embrace my worried eyes. I embrace my anxious eyes. I embrace my sad eyes. I embrace my grieving eyes. I embrace my unwell eyes. I embrace my sick eyes. I embrace my heavy eyes. I embrace my painful eyes. I embrace my grieving eyes. I embrace my sad eyes. Karen's strain has lessened. Dryness has gone. How? How did this just happen? And you will see, your thoughts are going to start reflecting the truth. Your thoughts are going to be kinder. They're going to be softer. Why? Why are they going to be softer? I embrace my harsh eyes. I embrace my sorrowful eyes. I embrace my lying eyes. I embrace my cheated eyes. I embrace my controlling eyes. I embrace coming there, Gently, beautiful, beautiful. Gently is gone to. I embrace my lovely eyes. <laughs> Excellent. I embrace my obscured eyes. I embrace my short-sighted eyes. I embrace my short-sightedness. I embrace my far-sighted eyes. I embrace my far-sightedness. I embrace my judging eyes. Ooh. I embrace my criticizing eyes. I embrace my critical eyes. I embrace my... Give me more words. This is amazing. I embrace my burning eyes. I embrace my drowning eyes. I embrace my... Can everybody feel the coolness coming into their eyes? Either the coolness will come from the top, which is the center of the eye, or it will come from the sides of the eye, or it will come from under the eye. I embrace my worried eyes. I embrace my bored eyes. I embrace my apathetic eyes. I embrace my demotivated eyes. I embrace my discouraged eyes. I embrace my dejected eyes. I embrace my roaming eyes, I embrace my roving eyes. I embrace my jealous eyes, I embrace my coveting eyes. I embrace my greedy eyes. I embrace my diminished eyes. I embrace my diminished eyesight. I embrace I embrace mine. I embrace my. And Jennifer says, "Rounded, relevant. I embrace my rounded, relevant eyes. I love. My rounded, relevant eyes. I embrace my lying eyes. I embrace my cheating eyes. I embrace my dishonest eyes. I embrace my violent eyes. I embrace my vengeful eyes. I embrace my disillusioned eyes. I embrace my illusionary eyes. I embrace my sensitive eyes. I embrace my daring eyes. I, I embrace my despairing eyes. Everybody, please go look at your eyes. Tell me what you see. Look look at it. Look in the mirror. I embrace my scared eyes. I embrace my fed-up eyes. I embrace my terrified eyes. I embrace my droopy eyes. In the mirror, what are you seeing now when you see your eyes? And remember, my darlings, eyes is I I your eye is you. It is eye sight. everything you have mentioned about your eyes is you. This is what you're dealing with. This is the bottom of your ocean because what are the eyes? What are the eyes my lovelies? Our eyes, are the windows to our soul. When you look into somebody's eyes, you see everything. Conscious, subconscious, unconscious, superconscious. The word you use for I is eyesight. And eyesight is your future. What you're doing right now is changing your future completely. Your eyesight is how you move into the future. You're also moving because of how you are grounded, and that is another call. But what you see, how you describe your eyesight, eyesight is voyance, vision, future. Your eyesight tells you what future is coming up. I embrace my poor eyes. I embrace. My deprived eyes. I embrace my famished eyes. I embrace my dry eyes. I embrace my waiting eyes. I embrace my obsessive eyes. I embrace my puffy eyes. I embrace my raging eyes. I embrace my vacant eyes. I embrace my shamed eyes, I embrace my ashamed eyes, I can't look at myself. I embrace my shamed eyes, I embrace my blaming eyes, I embrace my guilty eyes, I embrace my criminal eyes, I embrace my thieving eyes, I embrace... And now we are coming to radiant eyes, real eyes, forgiving eyes, reflective eyes. I embrace my lying eyes. And Jennifer, I completely get, because from the separation of the good and bad you are seeing in your life because of what is happening to your mother, this removal of the separation could be making you freak out. I embrace my freaking out eyes. And Srupti says, feeling cool as I applied Surma, giving cool. Beautiful. And Jennifer says, I hear the song, I can see clearly now, the rain is gone. I can see clearly now. Terrible, terrible, so off-key. We will edit that out. Super. We have kind eyes, forgiving eyes, feeling eyes. I embrace my disconnected eyes. I embrace my forgetful eyes. Look around your room. Are you seeing better? Either you are going to see in sharper focus and detail or you're going to see the larger picture. you're suddenly seeing more. You don't know what you're seeing more, but it feels like where you are, you are seeing more. Just check and Mona says sharper focus. I embrace my crying eyes. I embrace my tearful eyes. I embrace my mournful eyes. I embrace my vacant eyes. My lovelies, all of these are words right now for your future, which we are transforming. Your future is being transformed right now. We are walking through the portal of Saturday, Gita Jayanti, Ekadashi and Neptune Direct. I embrace my cluttered eyes. Oh, you all are so nice. <laughs> you are so nice about my uh, not very bright attempt at singing. You can leave now. I embrace my hating eyes. I embrace my vengeful eyes. I, ha- I embrace my roundabout eyes. I embrace my wandering eyes. Mona says, feels like my room is bigger. Jennifer says, oh, I embrace my rebelling eyes. I embrace my distorted eyes. I embrace my astigmatic eyes. I embrace my diminishing eyes. I embrace my frail eyes. I embrace my hurting eyes. All of these, my darlings, are words that are right now creating our future. As in, they were creating our future because we have embraced them and we have no separation and we are not fighting the bad fight anymore. We will have a completely brand new, fresh future. I embrace my still blurry eyes. Liz, please have two glasses of water. I embrace my sad eyes. I embrace my empty eyes. Look around the room, my lovelies. What are you seeing? At any given point, when you show up for a workshop, when you show up for a call, how many of you all show up thinking that whatever you're dealing with will get sorted? In that time itself, how many of y'all are chasing results? Because then I embrace mine, will take longer to work for you. Because you're not interested in the embracing. You're not interested in the understanding of what's going on. For you, it is the, it is the, oh, this pain should not be there. I should not be tired anymore. I should not be unwell anymore. I should not be in the wheelchair anymore. How many of you are chasing results? Dr. Ranth says me. <laughs> and Karen says me. And by the way, when I say chasing results, I don't mean don't have goals. If you have a goal, you have to have a result orientation to the goal. right? Like, for example, one of the... One of the bodies of work going on right now is that we are working on the party body. We want to feel great, amazing, awesome before we step out for Christmas and New Year. And therefore, we're working on the flatter belly challenge. So let us say that's our goal, right? Flatter belly and maybe even side benefit of some of some weight shedding, some shapeliness coming up. Obviously, this is not the time where you can be binge eating at 11 p.m. at night, right? A result orientation to a goal is not what I mean. When you're chasing a result, you do not spend time to see what's happening in terim. As in, when you are applying for a job and because you're chasing the job, it is... So sorry, give me one second. Because you're chasing the job, It may not cross your mind that your friend has called you because she wanted to talk to you about an opportunity. But you're like, I'm just waiting for that call. I'm only going to take the call from the company that tells me I have gotten the job. When you're chasing a result, you do not follow the messages that come on the way to that result. Maybe that job is not for you and something else. Is. But because you're being result-based, you're driven by the results, not by the goal. You're being driven by the results. You will not listen to what is showing up for you to guide you, counsel you, and take you quickly to your result. Jennifer says, what if I was okay eyes? And Jennifer says, chasing hell and... Healing eyes. Chasing life eyes. What is that, my lovely? I embrace my damning eyes. I embrace my jarring eyes. I embrace my jealous eyes. I embrace my greedy eyes. I embrace my tunnel vision. Excellent. I embrace my myopia. And Jennifer says, "What if I can't? Anyway, I, I embrace it. I embrace this. I embrace it all. You're changing your future as you say this. And while you'll do this, my lovelies, there's one more part of our call, and I hope everybody has some time. There's one more part of this call that I want to, I want to make sure." That is part of this call, right? So even if you listen to it on the replay, it's fine. And the other part of this call, because we're talking about God, and God is all and all is God, every human child understands God through the mirror, filter, and program of the mother and father. When you say people are like this, you're not talking people. You are telling everybody what your family is. The world comprises of various aspects of our first gods, mother and father. And in mother and father, the mother is the bigger God. Because she, if she didn't carry us for those nine months, we would not have shown up. She could have gotten pregnant, but she had to carry us for nine months and therefore what our mother says, what our mother thinks, what our, what our mother feels, what our mother expects, what our mother demands is much heavier on us than what our fathers do. Not that what our fathers expect, feel, demand, want out of us is not heavy, but the mother's is much heavier and of a longer duration. When you say the world, is a bad place, what you're really saying is, my parents were bad to me. When you say the world is a safe place, what you're really saying is, I was safe with my parents. When you say I don't get money easily, what you're really saying, because God, right, the universe is not giving me easily, what you're really saying is, my parents didn't give me money easily. What is the point of this? Back to the ocean, my darlings. In the ocean, because the ocean carries everything, right? The ocean carries the illusion, the delusion, but also the truth. It carries the lies, but also the love. It carries the good, it carries the bad, it carries the right, the wrong, the black, the white, the day, the night. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. It carries everything. Therefore... When you take a look at the oceans of notions and when you take a look at what is possible in this ocean, what you will also see is how you are recreating a certain tide and wave. Every time something happens in your life, it creates a tide and a wave. Every time you cannot drive that tide and wave, it comes back bigger, bigger, bigger. That tide and wave in the ocean is our patterns that we have taken. Lord Arjuna on this side, family on that side, and here and there, long back, I shared how the first day in class, sitting with forty five other people, when my teacher spoke about Lord Arjuna in this state, I knew in my heart breaking at that moment for Arjuna and for myself, I knew what I was being told. Because this battle is the battle between how your family will limit you. It is the battle with how your family will control you. It is the battle with how your family will hold you back. Nobody living with their family can ever complete their potential. Because the tribe, the tribe's paradigms and dynamics of staying alive is that everybody in the tribe must do exactly what is allocated to them. This is the one who will cut trees. This is the one who will climb trees. This is the one who will bake. This is the one who will knit sweaters. This is the foolish one. This is the bright one. We are all allocated roles in our family. This is the black sheep. This is the white sheep. This is the good for nothing. This is the good for everything. This is the ask her, him, she will do it. This is the don't ask him or her, he'll never do it. He, she will never do it. The program, the roles that are assigned to us, then become our eyesight. What is that? What is an eyesight? Your eyesight is I am. I am the one who cuts. I am the one who climbs. I am the one who bakes. I am the one who knits. I am the one you can ask for anything I am the one you can't ask for anything I am the black sh- sheep I am the white it forms the I am Did your eyes start seeing before you knew your I am or did your eyes become your I am and therefore my eyesight is how I am changing my I am for the future And here my darlings is today's Power-packed, potent, brand new, fresh decree. Ready? Ready? Give me some more yassas, my lovelies, and have water as well. Say it with me, so I'm going to hesitate after every word. But as you know, my darling, decrees are there—three words or four words max. I no longer, I no longer recreate my father's badness. I'm using the word badness in general. When we do this in a little more detail, we will, we will flesh it out. But just say this. Tell me what happens. I no longer need to recreate my father's badness. I no longer need to recreate my mother's badness. I no longer need to recreate my father's droopiness. I no longer need to recreate my mother's droopiness. I no longer need to recreate my father's vacantness. I no longer need to recreate my mother's emptiness. I no longer need to recreate my father's sadness. I no longer need to recreate my mother's sadness. Because what you're doing right now is you're becoming sovereign. Who knows the meaning of the word sovereign? Yes, Jennifer, free. The meaning of sovereign is not free, but it is that you are not controlled, bound, limited by another. Remember my darlings, on that day where I where I was so embarrassed that somebody would see me crying in class, where I was holding back my tears, my own head in my own hands. It is not an easy journey. It is a long, arduous journey. It is a tiring journey. It is a challenging journey. It is a heartbreaking journey. You will weep. You will fall ill, you will be depressed, you will have exhaustion like you cannot believe, but you will be set free. And when you are free and you know that you can make choices you want to make, your happiness is guaranteed. When you know the truth, you are the richest. Spiritual health, spiritual wealth is physical health, physical wealth. Whatever it is you use to describe your eyes, now use with, I no longer need to recreate my father's so-and-so, my mother's so-and-so. Just try it. I no longer need to recreate my father's mistakes. I no longer need to recreate my mother's mistakes. I no longer need to recreate my childhood mistakes. I no longer need to recreate my mother's traumas. I no longer need to recreate my father's traumas. I no longer need to recreate my childhood traumas. I no longer need to recreate my ancestral traumas. I no longer need to recreate my past life traumas. I no longer need to recreate Prehistoric traumas, I no longer need to recreate trauma, I no longer do so. I don't have trauma anymore. How are we doing? How are our eyes? I know it's been a while, my lovelies, but last time for our call today, check the bottom of the ocean and tell me. Excellent, Neetu. I no longer need to recreate my parents' relationships. I no longer need to recreate. So when you say parents, you've given two very gigantic instructions, so it's better to break it down. You can say, you can say I no longer need to recreate my mother and father's incompatibilities. Break it down because when you give a very big instruction, not that it won't work, it will. The decrees will always work and they will work. Your whole life and they will go to work immediately however when you are when you're moving a gigantic mountain you will not know the shift because it's so big so if you break it down you can enjoy the awareness and the freedom in the body another word for freedom everybody give me another word for freedom I no longer need to recreate my ancestral confusions. I no longer need to recreate my mother's frustrations. I no longer need to recreate my childhood money traumas. I no longer need to recreate my childhood money stresses, which are not yours anyway. They are from your mother and father. Definitely include them in the clearing. And if it's not theirs also if their mothers and fathers. And therefore we also bring in the ancestors. And your ancestors and your parents are your. Qualification for your karmic DNA match. When the karmic committee sits and they take a look at your list, they see which ancestral lineage you can be most healed in. And they send you to that. So, your past life is connected to your ancestors, is connected to your mother and father, is connected to your childhood, is you right now. Nishi says independence, excellent. Give me another word for freedom. Very nice. Independence, for sure. Give me one more word for freedom. Liz says joy, excellent. Give me another word. Oh, Janty's also said freedom is joy. Happiness, liberation, happiness, real sovereignty, liberty, excellence. Freedom, at its most fundamental, is relief. Are you relieved right now? At its highest, whatever word you define it, at its highest, freedom is light, freedom is truth, freedom is awareness, freedom is God. God is all, and all is God. Whatever you're looking at, You can set yourself free, with it or from it. And which is the fastest way to get free? Everybody has to give me this answer. 150 people have to give me this answer. What is the fast? Yes, it's the decrease! (laughs) The language of light, it is... Can you see, there is nothing that works as fast because you are immediately working with your Creator. Which is you, your energies. The decrees will bring you freedom. But first, they will bring you relief. You will be breathing better. How are we doing? How is our breath? Then you will feel a little more open. Open, another word for freedom. Then you will feel a little light. Light is freedom. And what you want, therefore, is to continuously keep having the lightness, brightness. Whiteness. And when I say whiteness, I don't mean fairness. I mean whiteness because that is the color of light. Also goldenness. But white goldenness. Golden whiteness. Rightness. And rightness, not righteousness. Not righteousness. Not I'm superior because I know more or I know better. Rightfulness giving to rightness. Dharma. I will not harm you. I will do my best to treat you well no matter what. I understand you. I forgive easily. I take accountability and responsibility for my own choices. I take charge of my future. I get on these calls and I leave with brighter, wider, brighter, lighter eyesight. Who are you right now, my darlings? Who were you? What was your I am before you started the call? What is your I am now? And Jayanti says, I am an angel. Namrata says, I am free. Fantastic. Superb, superb, Super! super. I am applauding. Don't know if you can hear me. I'm on the phone. I am lighter. I am healing. Wow. Wow. This is your future, my darlings. Again, I am lighter. Means you have just changed what was going to happen in the next second, minute, hour, day, week, month. You have taken charge and you are on this wave. You are on this stillness. Did I ask her to check? One last time, the bottom of the ocean. And did you all tell me, did I miss it? I'm so sorry if you all mentioned it and I missed it. And Karen says, strange to twinkling. And twinkling is gold, and twinkling is stars, and twinkling is stardom, Karen. That's the future you're going towards. Neetu says, I am the creator of my life and reality. I will ask you not to use the word creator, Neetu. I think you brought it up on another call as well, or somebody else did, and I asked them to please refrain from using words like creator. If you want to use creator, use co-creator. You are not creator. You are only co-creator, because much as you might want to now be seven foot tall and six feet wide, you cannot be. But if you co-create this, you can be. I am sovereign. I am a wave of light. Sukti, do not use the word creator. Use the word co-creator. You cannot do anything without God, my love. God, the universe, divine, source, grace, presence, whichever word you are with. So when you do the I am, and if you you are not very mature in the sense that you don't know how to process emotions, because that is true maturity. Maturity is not how you think. Maturity is how you handle, how you feel. So, if you're not very mature and you start saying things like, I am creator of this and I'm creator of that, it will give rise to an inflated ego, swollen belly, and megalomania. So, watch it, my lovelies. Even if you are wise, you know how to handle your emotions. Please use the word co-creator. I am the purest form of consciousness. There is no purest form of consciousness. Consciousness is consciousness. It is nameless, faceless, odorless, colorless, formless, shapeless. There is no purest form of consciousness. There is only one consciousness. Be very careful, my darlings, when you use words like these, creator of consciousness, Divinity, spirituality, goodness, badness. These are all these are all ways in which you reflect your separation and ignorance of God. I am co creator of my happiness. Fantastic. And now you'll see Supti, you will have people lining up to do things with you that will make you happy. JNP says it's of sand shells, pearls, some green fungus stuck on rocks. Rainbow fishes swimming here and there, so many of them. And fish, uh, that fungus feels like something the fish need to eat because fish do have that and fungus and that mossy substance, right? To see them also nibbling away at it. Bottom of the ocean is brighter, colorful, lively now. Your bottom of the ocean, because Neptune is going direct, When he goes retrograde, bottom comes up. When he goes direct, bottom goes back down. But down, my darlings, is where you don't know how much you're vibrating in the world. I'm a bad person. On top, people pleasing, saying yes to everybody, making sure everybody's happy, uh, making sure that you put yourself last or don't put yourself on the list at all, doing everything on top and inside, believing I'm a bad person, will give rise to the misusers, abusers showing up. And then we wonder, I am such a good person because I'm doing everything good. I put everybody first. I do a lot for everybody. Why is this happening? Because the unconscious is the most powerful in the vibration of conscious, subconscious and unconscious. In the unconscious are our hidden, are our hidden divine codes for how we breathe and how we live. Therefore, the unconscious cannot be touched. In Neptune retrograde, it reveals itself. Now that you are putting back into the unconscious all of these brighter, colorful, livelier, colorful fishes, gold. What is the vibration you're going to put out? Oh my God! Lighter, whiter, brighter, brighter, golden, all alchemized. You see how the next one week will go for you. Not even one day. You see how the next week will go for you because of this call that you have attended. Because you've changed, my lovelies. You know, when we have proactive transformation, it's never overnight, right? Like I went to sleep with, uh, I went to sleep as an Indian and woke up as a, as a, American. It doesn't happen. That transformation is not overnight. You don't get up like that. When you take on transformation in your own hands, it is gradual. You don't even know you are making history, but you will look back, my lovelies, and you will look back to this call especially next year, because next year is who's year? It is Neptune's year. So illusions, delusions, lies, truths, love, dignity, God, spiritual health, spiritual wealth, all of these are going to show up again. He will go retrograde again in June and he will stay there till December, which means half of next year is dedicated to what we are doing right now. What you are doing right now And what is pending from right now will show up again next year. Because you have done this work today, here or on the replay, I guarantee you 2023 will be so much more smooth sailing. You on that ocean, surfing, kayaking, sailing, yachting, whatever it is, you will ride the waves better. For something you got today, maybe the seed will not blossom completely because these are very big things to say. God is all and all is God. The one truth that binds us all. The one truth that sets us all free. That in the understanding of there need not be separation between good and bad and right and wrong and black and white and day and night. All will be healed. Jayanti says, "I took and read without glasses. I stopped using them long back. Amazing." Allison says, "My chest has stored emotions, opened and released, and a bed appeared, and a more angel covered me with her wings. Fantastic." Namrata says, "I can read without glasses. Omg, isn't this amazing? What did we do, my darlings? What did we do? We didn't really work on the eyes. We embraced. We understood." We allowed ourselves to be in the presence of truth. Truth is light, is God, is divine, is love, is freedom, is happiness, is bliss. Satta chitta Anandam. Truth, consciousness, bliss. And Jainty says, I embrace my parents. Uh, Jenty tell me how that made you feel. At this point, physically, don't apply anybody else. You work with your body parts. You work with the objectives you have for you. Nita says, I've never done it in my lifetime and it was awesome. What have you not done, my girl? So much love to you too, Tripti. I had a third part to this call, but you know what? We can always meet again. I will remember this third part because it's also part of the work we're going to do in our flatter Belly Challenge. Either we will do it by the end of December or we will do it in the first week of Jan. We will see. By the way, we're going to have a more advanced version of this program in January, but in January, it will come at at a few thousand dollars. Even at an offer, it will be about a thousand dollars, which is almost 75,000 rupees. So for those of y'all who've not yet gotten on to the flatter belly challenge, who are not yet using the decrees that we're working with every day for the whole month of December, I'm going to put the link in our call replay. Have a look. Come if you can. It'll be so amazing for all of us to be together. For now, I thank you so much for your patience, for your sharings, for your vulnerabilities. It touches me a lot when you're able to say what you want to say. It touches me a lot when you're able to receive uh, what I have to say about what you have to say. I thank you so much, my lovelies. May the truth always set you free. May you always seek and find the light. I wish you such a terrific December. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and a wonderful, wonderful weekend right now. Big love, big hug. Namaste from India.